Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 19th. We got some big news in the golf world. We got a little special episode this week. We're going to draft our best golf moments of all time. We'll get to that. We're going to preview the Amex Championship. We're going to recap the Sony. And before we get to all of it, the biggest name in golf, Tiger Woods. Some pretty unfortunate news. So I got to hand this over to our Tiger aficionado, Nolan. Yeah, breaking news today. Tiger Woods uh, had gone under the knife yet again for a back procedure. It was another microdiscectomy where they trimmed a little bit of the the disc there that was giving him uncomfortability, shooting some pain again down his leg. And um, apparently it started bothering him right after the PNC championship. So there's rumblings that he probably had the procedure a few weeks ago, maybe right around the new year. Um, because there's also what Nota Begay has been reporting um, via a direct line to Tiger, apparently. Um, he's been texting him back and forth, is that Tiger's already hitting balls again. Um, he said he said he's nowhere near the speed he needs to be to compete on tour, but this isn't like a crazy um, – thing that makes him have to lay on his back for months on end he's you know chipping putting probably doing some full swings just not at full speed so that is the good news of it but the fact that we have to endure another tiger Woods surgery um is painful i mean i don't think yeah i don't think uh, what was your guys reaction when you saw the news I mean, my first thing was, it can't be good. Everyone seems to be very optimistic on it, which keeps me hopeful. But I actually think, I feel like the doctors are right in the sense that maybe it won't affect him so much. Like, he'll be able to recover from it. But it's also going to take off several months of his career. And we're getting to the end of it, unfortunately. I mean, I think that, I think what you said, Nolan, coming from Nota Begay, um, for those who don't know, Nota Begay spent a lot of time with Tiger at Stanford. So they're pretty good, you know, close buddies, I I would assume. And with Nota saying that, you know, it's it looking fine, looking good, I tend to think, you know, maybe it might be on the side of things. It's, you know, maybe going to be okay. But you always kind of wonder because he's had so many injuries and just so many surgeries and back problems and whatnot. And so, you, you know, you always wonder what, which one's going to be the final straw? Yeah, I mean, any – like Zach was saying, man, he's not got that many great competitive years left in him. So, really, any time that is taken away and it it's, it causes a, a wave, you know. If you have a surgery, you got to take time off. You become more rusty for those first couple of tournaments you come back. And we're crossing our fingers that he can get – one to two tournaments in before his return back to Augusta in April. So um, he, I'm sure, has circled that tournament, whether or not he had a back surgery. Um, but I think you might as well throw it out the window if that's his first tournament back. I mean, 
he's done amazing things, but I don't think there's no way in heck he's winning a tournament the first competitive round he four four rounds he comes back. So that would just be throwing another opportunity out the window for getting closer to Jack. Yeah, I mean, but you know, as much as I don't want to believe it, like it's at the end of the day it's Tiger and he's done things throughout his career that no one can answer how or why or what, but it's Tiger. And I mean even if it is his first tournament back and it's at Augusta, like that's that's probably his most favorite place in the world. So who knows? Time will tell, but uh you know it uh it's interesting to say the least. Just to play a little devil's advocate here, because also big Tiger guy. At what point does Tiger it not become it's Tiger that he could just keep winning, and do people start to be like he can't keep winning? That's a great point because I, I mean people. Like people in five years from now, is RP like the guy still hasn't won a tournament? And people be like, well, we're at the Masters. This is it. Like, I think if, if, be like that. if you see a, a steady decline where he hasn't competed, even, you know, flirted with the lead for a year or two years, probably two years of not even being near contention, then people will be like, yeah, I think he's done. But uh, yeah, maybe he's I mean, like, like Jordan Spieth could pull like an Anthony Kim right now and disappear for like 15 years. And if he comes back, I'll be like, he's going to win the Masters. He has to. <laughs> I mean, but, but you really think about it like someone at a course like that, it takes so much knowledge to you. Like, you, you can only be so good. Yeah, you have to know that golf course too, because like, there's so many slopes. And undulations of feeding it from place to place and how where to be on certain pins and so I feel like when he goes to that course he's already in tier one of knowledge of Augusta and so I mean no matter if he's struggling or if you know he's playing well like I think you have to think of him just because of all the success he's had there and like I mean who, who knows whenever he's he'll get hot I mean, what you think about all the no-name winners, like Tiger's obviously not a no-name, but you know, even if he's struggling, like what if what if he starts, you know, finds his motion for that week and it's game over? Yeah, I mean, any we've we've seen it all the time. Anyone can win if you have a hot putter. That's all it really takes. I mean, they're all so good at striking the ball, um, playing a course, but if you're just making everything, you're you're usually going to win. Yeah. Well, but no sad news. Here. Go on. I was going to say sad news, but I just hope – I mean, it seems like everything went okay with the surgery. Um, so, I think that's why people are optimistic in the fact that he's hitting balls. It's not, it's not like his spinal fusion all over again. So, I don't know. Maybe we should – I think maybe he should do spinal fusion again. Let's just fuse that puppy up one more time and have another another run of three three wins in the span of like a year and a half. How many times did one fuse their back? <laughs> I don't know, man. Fuses? I might ask my doctor how expensive it is to fuse my entire spine, though. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate fuse. Well, Nolan, last week you stole my segues. So this week is all mine. <laughs> From one person, 
who could putt to another Kevin Na. That wasn't my best segue. I'll, I'll admit <laughs> it. Winning the Sony Open, Kevin Na, hot take here, may be like the most improved golfer or like shocking out of nowhere improvement of any golfer. I know no one's got a big stat on his winning proficiency, but Kevin Na sort of came out of nowhere on Sunday. It looked like Brendan Steele was going to win. Coming down the stretch, he had to birdie like he was on 14, 19 under and finished 19 under on a pretty easy back nine. But Kevin Na came out on top and so much for the yips, eh? Yeah. I mean, Kevin Na's been all around for a long time. Um, always very fun to watch him walk in putts early. He's pretty famous for that. So we all love to love to watch him do that. I, I've, he's got to have been caught one time, right, where he's like walking in a putt way early and it lips out or something. I mean, that's got to be on video somewhere. So yeah. listeners, you got to go find that for us because you should just walk him all that might be that's what he like does. if anyone likes basketball and you see the the nick young fail is where he shoots the three and he turns around and he's given the three sign like it's going oh, in and then it, yeah and then it lifts out like steph Curry's really good at doing that too he usually shoots his three and starts running down the end of the court and i don't know if he's really ever been caught so if if Kevin Osmond caught, we need to know. Yeah, Reed, what did you think about this uh, Naw win? I mean, I think that's a golf course. I mean, I, a couple weeks ago, I talked about how certain golf courses doesn't really matter how far you hit it or how good you are because it makes everyone hit it to the same spot. Um, that little that golf course does a little bit of it, and but yeah, I mean, he played well, and and the golf course has some wins to it. You know, sitting right there on the water and. Um, but the guy, as much as people may not like him or do like him or whatever, like he may not be a top 10 player in the world, but he's a consistent, always going to knock on the doorstep here and there, kind of put you in the back of his head type, type of thing. And he's he's a good player, man. Yeah, and Kevin Knopf, it's crazy. Back in 2011, that was his first PJ Tour win. He won the Shriners. That same year is the year he made that famous 16, which is what I will always remember Kevin Na for. In Texas. Yes. Like, the greatest score ever that they came up. I still don't believe that it was, was 60. Like, how did he come to that number? He was just, like, whacking it, and then him and the caddy were, like, counting. Like, it must have been 16. So he has that. He has all the yips problem. There's all those videos of YouTube of him, like, unable to hit the driver and to finally swing at it. And then... In 2018, he wins the Greenbrier. 2019, he wins the Charles Schwab and the Shriners again. And in 2021, he wins the Sony. I mean, this guy just came out of nowhere, completely rejuvenated. He doesn't have any more distance than he ever did. I don't know what it is. Maybe you know, Reed, what he's changed. I don't know exactly what he's changed, but, I mean, confidence can do a lot for one's golf game. You know what I mean? I mean, look at, look at Brendan Todd. Same, same kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, not like when he plays, he always has these weeks where he just shoots up the leaderboard and goes like 65 65 on Saturday, Sunday, and wins. But I don't know. Yeah, the, I mean, Zach kind of hit it on the head, but to show a testament to how steady Kevin Oz been, he has won every year for the past four years. And I don't think many golfers can say that about their game right now. I mean, 
did DJ win four years ago? I don't, I don't even know. I mean, he probably did. I'd say DJ probably did, but Beef can't say it. Fowler can't say it. <laughs> there's, I don't know if there's anyone. So who, who knows? Maybe Rory, but I'm sure uh, JT or yeah, JT. So, I mean, he's up there with, I mean, some he's a he's a winner, man, and he's sticking around and having fun doing it. So good for him. Yeah, and then uh, so the other guys who were up there, we had uh, Brandon Steele, like I said, he was right there, and then Chris Kirk, his was sort of out of nowhere, but that's a good story there. He was in rehab, I think, for a little bit at the start of last year, missed the first half of the season, had some pretty good results when he came back, and then Joachim Neiman. We were talking about how he can't come back and have another good week. What did he do? Another second place. He doesn't care. All about the runner-up and cashing that million-dollar check. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised he was able to follow up with another great week. So have realized. Like, how old is the guy? He must be like, – he's like 19 or something or 20. <laughs> he's like 22, isn't he? Okay, yeah, he's, he's young though, man, but he's, yeah. he's not star. To him, yeah. it was a win last week. We should have realized that. Like, we're like, oh, he's probably tough coming second. Like, the guy probably took home a $1 million-plus check. Big winner. <laughs> of course he was going to go ahead and do it again. He may have spent it all. But what a life. What a life. What a life, man. Anyway, did anyone else stick out to you guys up on the leaderboard? Nick Taylor, there was, Canadian. There were so many guys on Sunday that could win. That was surprising. I was going to go to Nick Taylor. Uh, you don't know, Zach. I mean, me and myself being a Washington boy, that's whenever I see his name on the leaderboard, sorry, leaderboard, my uh, eyebrow kind of raises. And I look up, and it's Nick Taylor, and, you know, always kind of root for the University of Washington guys. He's a fellow Canadian of yours, Zach. Yeah. Reed loves the Canadian. Love the Canadian. Canadians are good people, man. Very good people. Between him and hey. his they got all. Hey, you, you do know how Canada got its spelling, correct? C-A-N-A-D-A. That's right. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, my gosh. Well, this week, another Canadian's in the field. Adam Hadwin. Before we get to our pick, I just want to give you this. Adam Hadwin has played some terrible golf lately. Love the guy. His last four events, four times at this event, he's come second, third, second, and fourth. Whoa. Holy smokes. Yeah. We're at the American Express the American Express, I don't know if it's a championship or whatnot. It's at PGA West in California, 7,000-yard par 70. This is the event that always has the pro-am. For all fans out there, Reed, you might have liked it because you got to meet the celebrities. Fans hate this event. Yeah, last year we got to play with uh, Brett Hole in the final round. Yeah, see, the people in the event like the event. Everyone else hates the event. It is the worst coverage. All they show is celebrities. Like, no one wants to see them hit shots. And it's, like, the slowest pace. I was going to say, how long are your rounds, Reed? <laughs> I think we played a couple last year that were 545 or so. Oh. And I think there's, like, advantages to who you are paired up with as a celebrity, Reed. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you got a good, a good celebrity, it makes the round go by a little smoother, but it, you're constantly waiting in front of you, front of you usually. Yeah. So this year, thank God, celebrities are gone. We just get to play golf. We get to see who comes out on top. 
Same with uh, same with AT and T at uh, Pebble. They're only doing two courses. Thank God. I saw that. Yeah, and everyone is like, "Oh, I think there'll be more players because so, so many of them actually just hate how long the rounds are and and all that extra hoopla that goes oh, with it." We had a last year our round at Pebble was six hours and twenty minutes. Oh my lordy! How does it work, Reed, for these celebrity things? Like, what's the purpose of it? I think like might have been a practice the- round, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure you did a regular round of practice around those six hours and 20 minutes. Uh, the purpose of it, um, I think a lot, for, a lot of it's for charity too. Like I know they raise a lot of money for charity. Um, I know it's really expensive. But I think I, I know it's outrageously expensive, um, but I don't, I, I don't really know the whole logistics behind it, but I do know that it's raises or raises or earns or gains or, However you want to put it, a absolute fuck ton of money. Okay, so what has to happen, people need to donate money this year. If we could donate more this year, we'll be done with the celebrities. <laughs> it's true. That is a dream of mine. So, Reed, you've played at this course. Do you want to give uh, no better person than you to give your thoughts? Yeah, I've cad here. I've uh, also played here a lot um, in junior golf, college golf, when I tried playing professional. Um, PGA Stadium course and the Norman course are the two they're using. I played the stadium course a lot more. Um, big wide fairways, a lot of bunkering in the fairways. Um, typically, the ball will roll, especially in the afternoon. You get some release. I remember last year it was a little soft, though, if I remember correctly, uh, for some reason. I think they got some rain or I don't remember, but um, – you know, it's a fun track. It's a good finish on the stadium course. You got a maybe the largest wall I've ever seen on a bunker on 16. The left is 16 green. Um, you know, 17 is an island, island green, par three. And 18, you have water all up the left and all up the left of the green. And it's a good finishing track. It's a fun, it's a fun tournament because the courses are so fun. And it's, you know, you can go shoot four, five, six a day and you're right there. Yeah, and this seems to be a course not necessarily for, like, bombers at all. The last four winners have been Andrew Landry, Adam Long, Hudson Swafford, and Patrick Reed. So, if you needed more proof that you don't need to bomb it here, there it is. Yeah, it's a golf course that you pick apart with your irons. Or golf. It's, that's, really, that's really Palm Springs Desert Golf in a whole lot. I've played a lot of golf there myself. Um, it's a lot of – there are a few long golf courses out there, don't get me wrong, but – Mainly it's, you know, well-bunkered, raised greens with lows, you know, undulated lows below them and a lot of uh, swales and whatnot. And if you can hit your irons and control your irons and, you know, leave yourself in the right spot, you usually know pretty good. And I think, uh, is it the stadium course is the easier of the two? Stadium's harder. Or harder of the two, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Stadium's the hardest one on property there. Hmm? And there will be shot tracker, thank God. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fun golf course. I mean, you get a, a huge array of uh, golf shots. Zach so. would love to just chill all day and watch guys hit shot tracker into into the range. Zach, you know you can. Uh, well, I actually you still can because I don't know if you can get across the border, but that you can uh, volunteer for shot tracker. You can go volunteer an event and sit on like fifteen green and record shots. That's a dream. So. I could, but I can't cross the border, unfortunately. But Canadian Open, maybe. Right, yeah. So is it just someone manually decides how many feet away the putt is? 
No, no, you go stand by it, and they have a device, and you click it. It's all done by satellite. Oh, wow. So they, like, click on the ball and then the hole or something? Yeah, I think that they go stand next to the ball, and they click a device, or I don't know how it works. I Maybe it's, like, a laser pointer. They're, like, bing, hmm. bing. Yeah. <laughs> ball tracker is also the most frustrating thing, because last week I had Hideki Matsuyama in fantasy. This guy had, like, eight five-footers, and he misses all of them. And I'm like, how is it possible? Well, I mean, that's what you got you to gotta know that's going to happen. You won't understand this podcast, so it's okay. <clears throat> five, five feet is, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot when you're reading it, but like a five-footer, like, sure, your percentage should be pretty high. But, like, you can miss a five-footer pretty easy. Oh, yeah. No, you could. I could. He shouldn't. <laughs> What's the uh, let's take a guess? What's the uh, average of five footers made on the PGA Tour? I have no idea. In the eighties, I would say eighty-two percent. That's kind of number I was thinking of. Yeah, I'm not looking it up. You give your thoughts, Uh, Nolan. You give your thoughts on the event. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, no. um, You're you hit it right on the head. You don't really need to be a bomber for. to win here and bombers haven't won as of late. So um, it's, it's really hard to, to make a pick then because you got your Brooks Kepka's out there, you know, um, there's this, I'm sorry, I'm getting really, I'm looking at the field and I'm getting really sidetracked because our guy, Peter quest, um, really good, really good, great amateur golfer. And he's uh, grinding, grinding that right now on the outlaw tour, I think, but, Peter, you got like a, a doppelganger here, John Augenstein. He looks identical to you, and I did a double take, and I was like, what, is Peter in it? No. Um, that being said, our guy Ryan Armour's in there. Um, Sebastian Kaplan's in the field too, so a couple from the back of these guys that uh, you might want to lay some money on. But um, should I get right into pick sack? Well, I got the odds for you on the distance. Reed, you want the distance? Yes, sir. From three feet, 99.4%. Yeah. From four feet, 91%. From five feet, 81%. Yeah. This is where it's crazy, though. From six feet, it goes all the way down to 70%. Uh, Then you go to, like, 10 feet, 40%. Hmm. Yeah, I know, I, know, I know in college, just a fun fact, I know in college when we used to play tournaments, our coach used to have us fill out this stat sheet and he would input it. And you would say, hey, did you hit the fairway on this hole? Yes. Or did you hit the green on this hole? Yes. And then there was also a question that said, were you inside of 15 feet? Because at 15 feet, there's a, a huge discrepancy of where your makes start going up. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that for sure. Yeah, if you got like a twenty footer, you're like, I could make this, but it's not like a great look at birdie or anything like that. Right. But I really right. do think the biggest difference in the putting between the pros and like an average Joe, like me, is like from sixty feet, they very likely put it very close. They're so I good at lag putting. So so good at lag putting. Yeah. 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 Like the five footers, there's probably a lot of people who are like incredible at five foot putting who aren't professional golfers. Well, and if you think about it, they're so much better at two putting because they're also very good at five foot and in. 
Yeah. So right. their lag their lag puts don't even have to be as good, even though they are better. True. True. Yeah. But yeah. No, we could get to our picks. Nolan, I'll uh, give you the honors. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Nas in the field. You know, a back-to-back guy. Um, no, but yeah, I was trying to trying to find someone who um, who fits the the mold there, um, and I was gonna go. I was gonna go. Oh, sorry. I was gonna go maybe Patrick Cantley. Um, really like me some Patrick Cantley any any time. So the guy's a great great player. Um, but I went scrolling down, and usually whenever I see this guy, I feel like I have to pick him because I think he's gonna win any any day now. And it's Aaron Wise, and I'm gonna pick Aaron Wise. I feel like I've picked him multiple times, but I just think he's getting close. So that's my that's my guy this week. I like that one. He's he's getting ready to pop at any moment. Yeah. Uh, I went with a guy who's from California, played college golf in California. Has probably played out here an absolute ton. And I know you said you don't have to be a bomber, but he hits it a long ways and probably can carry some bunkers that some maybe can't. Yeah, it's Max Homa. Mm-hmm. I think Max is primed for a win here soon. I like that. Homa, he, he did really well last year, especially at the start of the season. I feel like a lot of guys consistently do well this time of year. Yeah, some make their money in the fall and, uh, fall and spring. Yeah, well, you guys picked some, some more long shots. I'm taking a bit of a sucker out here with a, a bit of a lower odds to win. I'm going with Sung J.M. Yeah. Did not have a good week with his irons last week, but he typically is an incredible iron player. Like we said, this course distance doesn't really help you. And I think arguably the biggest thing that could win you this event could be your par three scoring. Like there's a bunch of par threes. It's gonna they're be tough. Yeah, they're tough. Who leads the tour in par three scoring over the last ten tournaments? Wow. There you have it. I really like that pick, Zach. I really do. Yeah, that's my pick, Sung J.M. I think uh, some other good picks. I think Patrick Reed, a pretty good pick. He always is good around there. And then, yeah, I think I don't think a bomber is going to do well. Like, I don't think Brooks is going to do too well here. I also feel like he doesn't give a fuck about a tournament that isn't a major. <laughs> yeah, did you see actually what he said today? No. <clears throat> he, uh, they said, so what would be a successful week this week, Brooks? And I think we can all guess what he said. He said, if I win, then it's a successful week. If I don't, it's not. And he said, oh, gosh, I'm going to botch it, dang it. Um, but he said, you know, I've, I've heard they pay pretty good for 20th place, but I like first. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> That's Kevin Kisner answer. Exactly. He, he kind of threw that out there that, yeah, it's true. Twentieth place does get. Yeah, maybe he will. I mean, he he obviously wants to, but. I mean, maybe for betting, I don't really bet on thing. I more do fantasy sports on it. I feel like if you're betting, Brooks is a good guy because I feel like all he wants is first, like you said. Like he doesn't yeah. care about second. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he should be. I mean, hopefully he's healthy again. Um, and I'm sure we will see him contending in the majors this year. If um, 
I, I don't really have any doubt in his game really right now. I think all of last year was a health thing that he kind of tried to downplay, but I think it really just got the best of him. So I expect a big year from Brooks. Yeah. And uh, all right, well, that's it for the first half of the show. We're going to go quick sponsor break here. And then when we get back, we're going to draft our favorite golf moment. We're each going to pick two. We'll talk about how it goes after, but Nolan to you first. Yeah, of course. And we have our good friends at sticks golf to thank. Um, go check them out. S T I X dot golf uh, on their website. They've got, Sweet, full sets of clubs, um, driver all the way down to wedge um, and putter. Um, they're nice matte black finish. They've got um, a sweet modern look to them, all these custom grips. Um, putter even comes with like a an oversized grip, which is actually really nice uh, to putt with, and it's a nice milled face. Um, but they're just a solid, solid batch of clubs. and. I have no no complaints, and they're aggressively priced um, to make you want to go get them. They're way heads and shoulders better than than anything in their price range for sure, because their quality is literally is right up there with my tailor mades that I have. Um, I barely noticed a difference really. Um, so check them out. Uh, they're on social media, Sticks Golf Gear. And uh, use our promo code STADIUM99 to get you a nice discount there. Um, so, yeah, check them out, Sticks Golf. And Reed? Yes, sir. It's uh, the uh, whole normal spiel announcing our uh, uh, team here. Uh, very Jewish of you, by the way. Pardon? That was very Jewish of you, the spiel. <laughs> right. We, we, we all have some Jewish moments. Uh, surf and surf golf out in, uh, Texas, um, do a lot of, uh, kind of golf surfy designs as golf based company. Um, Taylor Artman and his team down there getting ready to put out some new productions with some color schemes. Um, actually, uh, some more Hawaiian themes with, uh, those flowers under the bill and, um, hats of that nature. Uh, go to your, go to surf and find something you like, put it in your cart. Put in discount code readmartin Martin fifteen, get you 15% off your next purchase there at surfandturfgolf.com. Tommy Dodge Design out in California. Uh, always thanking him for his custom designs, wearing his polos. If you have any rain gear you need, any shirts, any pants uh, that you need customly designed for you and your team at work or whatever you have you, uh, reach out to Tommy Tommy Dodge Design out in California. He lives out in the Sacramento area. Forma Cars uh, out in Columbus, Ohio. Mr. Chris Relia and his team at Forma Cars, always producing uh, replica cars uh, using laser technology. They do some cool like uh, replica co- cars of like the old Cobras, old Mustangs, um, everything done by laser, not by hand. And then to you guys here from the back tees, thank you for always being a partner of mine. Always having fun with you guys on the show and looking forward to more. Awesome. And with that, we get to this new segment we have. Maybe we'll bring it back, depending how it goes. But we're going to do these drafts on the podcast. Basically, for the first one, we're going to draft our favorite golf moments. We go of all time in recent memory, whatever you want. You can be creative. You could choose your own personal thing. You could choose a broad thing, a specific moment. But we'll draft 
we'll do just two rounds, make it very prestigious. But uh, Nolan, we got to decide who gets the first pick. Oh, how do we decide? Um, We're just going to have to go in order. What, what order is Reed, that? We put the pressure on you. You decide the order for the first one, then we rotate. Oldest to youngest. Who's the oldest here? Oof. 27. 29. You read. All right. I'm going to go. My first pick is going to be uh, – I think it's pretty easy for me because I watch this video all the time. Like, occasionally I'll just pull it up. We're watching golf coverage. I was like, man, that was so good. And it was the better than most call in the 2001 players on the 17 green Tiger Woods. Uh, that double breaker down the ridge and it's coming over the over the ridge and calls it and he goes, I, I, I think it, it's it's better than most. And the thing turns in the hole, man. He turns back to the crowd and throws maybe the biggest fist pump I've ever seen in my life. I was just watching that the other day, like maybe two days ago. And I'm in like broadcasting school and I'm like, these moments are like iconic. Like that this announcer, like you thought of saying that at that moment and it happened to work out that well. Yeah. Like maybe like obviously it is like they probably say it all the time and you just don't realize until when it goes in. Like to be like better than most and he said better than most when it was like fifteen feet away. Right. He's like, Oh, this actually is better than most. Like yeah. incredible. It was perfect. It's yeah. It's one of those moments where it's like the announcers just like made it perfect. They didn't do too much and they just said the right amount in the right phrase at the same time and um yeah that players also is incredibly i (laughs) i think under underlooked because not when we always talk about tiger slam right and how he held all four majors at once in between there he also was a players champion so he if you want to call the players championship the fifth major he was the only ever five-time holder of all the all the majors, whatever you want to call them at once as well. So like he left no doubt. He won the players and the other four majors all in a row. Yeah. No, pretty crazy. Definitely. in that probably the best call in golf. If not, it's the, uh, in your life, have you seen anything like that? Ah, uh, at Augusta. That, that's the, that's the other one that I watch all the time. Yeah, well, I was watching them back to back. You got to rotate between the two in your life. Yeah, I mean, or anything like uh, that. <laughs> How valuable do you think that moment was to Nike? Like, if they could replicate it, I, hundreds of millions. I bet I'm you. Sure. I bet you they still have it on video. They play it at times. Yeah, I'm sure they use it all the time. Yeah. Who's uh, Who's next in line here? Nolan, it's all you. I'm 26, so. Well, yeah, I mean, you already said it, but no, I actually, I like a different Tiger moment better than that chip, even though that chip was, oh gosh, I mean, it's probably going to be yours. But anyway, I think drafting the number two overall pick, there's nothing that gets my juices flowing more than watching Tiger Woods sink that putt on 18 at the 2008 U.S. Open. Oh, yeah. Force a playoff. And that is just the most electric, like, putt I've ever seen. And every time I watch it, I get chills. 
it doesn't matter. I mean, they've come out with like new angles too. I've seen like people who actually got shots when they were in the crowd and that crowd is so huge. And that putt was like, not, not easy. And the, the greens are kind of bumpy, of course. Um, so I think Tori uses POA. So um, it can be, it can be a little bumpy at times, but I mean, Throw in there, you know, Tiger, of course, on broken legs. Um, in case you didn't know, he had fractured fibia, tibias, or whatever you want to call them. And, oh, my gosh, I, I can't, like, not think about that putt whenever you think about Tiger Woods. And it's, it's what we all thought about for so long because it was the last major he had won until 2019. So everyone, everyone knows that putt. Yeah, that's I hear so many that are just like crazy putsy is that one, then obviously the in your life one. Yeah. That's just three. Then he has the one just winning the Masters recently, which I feel like is already pretty iconic. Not a hard putt, but Yeah, not a hard putt, but he got it done. The moment. For me, I'm picking I guess I'm not going Tiger here, you know, changing it up a little bit. This is a huge moment. More so in Canadian golf than it is in golf as a whole. The 2003 Masters. There you go. This, like, changed golf for, like, a whole country. Like, in the States, I assume it wasn't such a big moment. It's just like, oh, Mike, we were one. Like, who cares? Some little lefty from Canada won. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think without Mike, we were winning, we may still have, like, one Canadian golfer who's a pro. Yeah, Mike, we're... People forget about Mike Weir because he wasn't flashy, but he was good for a while, man. Yeah, he he was good. I mean, he was never like – like he would still not – he wasn't like a front runner to win the Masters that year, but he was still like a decent player and like had a chance. Yeah, who's – was pretty shocking. Who's like Mike Weir's comp like in now nowadays? Like, like Russell Henley. Like yeah. Russell Henley. Yeah, I would agree with that. You like that one. I thought about I would, that I'd give him – yeah, I mean, he might be better than that, too. But, yeah. Russ is pretty good. Russell Henley's pretty good. An older Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> we go on second round here with our picks. I've got, uh, since Nolan already took my second one, I uh, – oh, no, no respect for the snake draft, Reed. I understand. <laughs> no, no, we don't, we don't snake draft here at, uh, from the back tees. Okay, no snake draft. I'll remember that for when I'm first. <laughs> I'm going, you guys weren't going to take this one anyway. I can promise you that. I'm going with the, uh, the 2009 US Open. I had that. I knew someone was going to take it. As soon as you said it, that no one's going to take it, I was sure. <laughs> I was unique. Yeah, 2009 US Open, where Tom Watson almost won, and Stuart Sink took home the victory. The, the British Open. Yeah, not the, the, yeah, the Open Champions. What did I say? The, the oh, Open I said, Open. I meant to say the British Open, sorry. The good thing I have uh, a backup. I, yeah, but uh, that was my that was my third choice, uh, and Nolan already took my second choice. But yeah, I think that was that was about as cool as a moment we've seen in golf in a long time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, those are all great. But you know, you know who's better than than all of them is Tiger Woods. So why even stray away from? We can just make this a Tiger Woods thing. <laughs> so yeah, I am. I am going to go with the chip at Augusta National on hole 16, 2005 Masters. I believe 
I believe he was tied at the time. Um, and I'm forgetting his name right now, but um, do you guys all know who he is? Uh, gosh, I can't remember. Um, anyways, he was on the verge of letting that master slip through his fingers um, because what's his name, again, <laughs> was putting together a really solid Sunday round. Um, but Tiger Woods finds the magic again and again how many times have we seen this chip over and over and over and over and you every time you watch it you think oh dang that ball just stopped right on the lip and it's gonna be short and then it just oh hey hey there's the Nike logo and then falls in the cup and of course the Nike yeah like we were saying probably made I don't know a billion dollars just off of that one shot and and how the crowd went silent. But that was such a tough chip, too. Like, up against the collar and... Oh, I'm never making that in a million drawings. <laughs> yeah, I would get it within five feet. I mean, to only make that... I don't even care if whatever tournament you're playing. But to, not even, but to make it under those circumstances is... I mean, yeah, that gives you a shivers thinking how good it is. Yeah, I mean... The and let's not forget, there was an epic missed high five by Tiger Woods and Stevie Williams on that chip too. They have one of the worst high fives ever. After he makes that chip, I think they got all like forearm to bicep. It was just terrible, and even that can't make it a bad moment. So, yeah. No, crazy. Well, for me, I'm skipping Tiger Woods again, going to my backup plan because it was one of my first big golf moments because it was like this big party to watch the U.S. Open. The 2011 U.S. Open, the Congressional. I remember watching it. We went to some pizza place. <laughs> Rory McIlroy, this is still why I think he's like going to win every single event just because of this. He won by eight shots at Congressional over Jason Day. 65, 66, 68, 69. What's also crazy, just looking now, Jason Day went 71, 72, 65, 68. Yeah, it's a great score. <laughs> yeah. If we're talking golf tournaments, though, I mean, I'm surprised no one no one thought about Tiger at Pebble winning by. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to go Tiger. You know, I had to go unique moments. All so right. I got something to talk those tiger killed him. Yeah, I mean, we could go through some honorable mentions if we want to. <laughs> yeah, well, tiger or pebble, definite honorable mention. Yeah. yeah. What about what about um, Bill Haas in the Tour Championship when he hacked it out of the water on like seventeen? Oh, yeah. oh I remember that. I hundred percent remember that. Wow, that's crazy that you brought that up. Yeah. You know, some random moment I think of. Oh, what's his name in the Match Play Championship? The guy who kept hitting it out of, like, the bushes. And I kept going in. I don't remember that. You're going to have to keep going. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, who was that? For those listening, if you remember who that was at the Masters that went in the bushes, was it Bubba Watson? He kept – no. He kept, like, making, like, these, like, crazy shots and birdies. Hmm. You guys give another honorable mention. I'm going to figure it out. Well, my backup, in case you guys picked those, was um, actually not a Tiger – Tiger Woods won, um, even though I could have just threw in the 2000 U.S. Open, the 97 Masters. I mean, the kid 
the kid won the the Masters by 12 shots and broke all the records. But anyway, I was going to go Ben Hogan's one iron, 1950 U.S. Open at Marion. And there's that famous plaque we all know of, of course. And to put a little context, he had to par the 18th hole, which is like the hardest hole out there. Back then it was like 470 yards par four, which – Today they play at like 520, and which is comparable. So he had to go like driver one iron and just hit this majestic one iron. Um, I totally wish I had video of it or something, but um, went on to make the two putt to tie and one in the the playoff. So everyone everyone talks about Ben Hogan's one iron. So. Okay, I got it. This was some great research by me. Victor Dubuisson. At the oh, I remember that. Match play against Jason Day. On 17, he plugged it in the bunker. He was down two with two to play against Jason Day. Plugged it in the bunker. Somehow, like, smashed it out to a couple feet. Made birdie. Won the hole. They tie, uh, he wins 18. They go to a playoff. His approach shot, he hits into bushes. Day makes birdie. And he hits it from inside, like, the bushes. Like, he whacks it out somehow through like a tree branch and makes yeah. another birdie to keep it going yeah. and then he ended up losing. Yeah, but he lost. I remember that. I was like, holy, like this guy's not going to lose ever. That, that That's funny we brought that up because what about when the – was it the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup where the, the U.S. in like 2001 or two or 2000 made a huge comeback and when Justin Leonard went crazy? Yep. I I remember it, but I don't remember very not my people. Very much specific. <laughs> you Canadian asshole. The unfortunately, the one that burns in my mind is the one we lost recently at Medina. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, not yeah. your people either. Again, not my people. Yeah, <laughs> we need a Canada U.S. one. And see how badly they get smoked. Oh God. Canada could play like scramble or something. Well, do you? I mean, how much do you like the President's Cup, Zach? Like <laughs> less than a normal tournament, I feel like. Oh man! Because I don't know. There's like, there's no rooting you, interest. So did you want? Did you want the the internationals to win? I mean, the U.S. had to come yeah, behind. So I think from I wanted the internationals to win because you know me, also a Hideki guy. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> want Hideki to win. Oh, we gotta get you some. We gotta get you some uh, some Chinese clothing gear. Yes, except wrong country. But you should know he's technically your colleague, Reed. Yes, he is Japanese. I, I butchered that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hideki. Drafting Asian countries. Oh, that's a big good one. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, good I think I I think I have the topic for uh, for next week on. Uh, Drafting countries, per se. What what countries have the best golfers? Ooh, that's what we'll do. Besides besides the United States. Okay, we're gonna tweet that out. Get people to let us know. But before we end things, we gotta end with a couple fun facts here, trivia. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, go ahead and get mine here. <clears throat> Tiger stat of the day is five. Why is it five? Because this was Tiger Woods' fifth back surgery in his career, and that's about it. 
five back surgeries, man. The, the dude is kind of like a Frankenstein at this point. He's like a, a robot that they're trying to Humpty Dumpty put back together. But um, hey, I'm praying for the guy. Hopefully he can come out on top again. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Time will Great tell. News. George Springer to the Blue Jays. Whoa, big news. Wow. Breaking news. Breaking. Trivia out of Palm Springs, California. And I made this into a little multiple choice question for you guys and the listeners. Appreciate Greater it. Palm, Greater Palm Springs hosts the nation's only citywide what? A, golf, golf cart parade. B, swimming pool competition. D, hamburger cook-off. Sorry, that was C, hamburger cook-off, or D, marathon that is run on run throughout the golf courses. So they create like a path throughout the golf courses. And I vote that. You had too much detail. It has to be. <laughs> I'm going to go A, the golf cart parade. No one has got it correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's such a Palm Springs thing to do. Like everyone's got their golf carts. <laughs> you tricked me. You tricked me with the detail. I'm like, Reed's expanding on the marathon. How could it not be the marathon? I love it. I did that on purpose, too. Suckered you right into my belly. Next time, they'll start, like, sending us out, like, flyers and brochures. Like, I'll get one at my door. Like, oh. <laughs> Just for the sake of proving me wrong. Well, on behalf of all of us, thank you guys for listening to the From the Back Tees podcast. And we'll see you next week where we'll be drafting the best golfers by country. Later.